What's up? Uh, today is Sunday, December the 8th, 2019, and it's roughly 7 o'clock. Um, as you can see on the screen there, China fires the Great Cannon. Um, and this has to do with technology, blocking technology, and they aim it towards Hong Kong. Um, so I have a few articles that I'm going to cover uh, tonight. This article is man is arrested uh, after eating. I don't know if you guys saw this. I'm just going to go straight into the news to, tonight, but I don't know if you guys saw this, uh, but they sold a, a, a painting for $120,000 that had a banana taped with duct tape to a canvas. They sold for $120,000. Well, a guy got arrested for eating that banana that was taped to the uh, canvas. So there's, there's that. Um, uh, we have first person charged under Florida's red flag law, found guilty. Taco Bell customer arrested for DUI after getting RV stuck backwards in the drive-thru. There's the, uh, what the topic of this is, China fires up Great Cannon denial of service blaster and points it towards Hong Kong. Um, there's one about another um, meteor bright light that was seen over Phoenix. Uh, Tesla on autopilot slams into police cruiser. One billion dollar uh, surveillance cameras will be watching around the world in 2020. And I talk a lot about uh, facial recognition and, and technology. So this is just something else that is coming. Uh, SpaceX Dragon successfully docked the ISS. A Tory government's giving NHS data to uh, Amazon for free. Uh, for the first time, scientists have reversed dementia in mice with drug that reduces brain inflammation. Kremlin commander warns war with West could break out. Um, West could break out with over Arctic. And then this came out sh not too like probably an hour ago. Moscow to rearm all Arctic units with S-400s to create anti-missile dome over Russian Arctic. Uh, U.S. military drones shot down by Russian forces in Libya. Um, how an armed conflict between China and Taiwan would take shape. U.S. Army tanks will test out German active protection system. And President Donald Trump fires warning shots at Kim Jong-un over the latest nuclear missile test. Um, I don't know why this isn't on here. I may have, I must have deleted it. Uh, hold on just a second. Yeah, I believe I did. There was, um, there was an article that just came out earlier. I'll pull it up real quick. But there was, this is breaking news. Not breaking as slow as my internet going tonight but and there's not much more that's come out about this so uh, rocket alert sirens sound at Iraq Iraqi Baghdad airport amid reports uh, blast heard. Uh, there is a video link to this in Twitter. I pulled it up and, and all you can hear is the uh, the missile warning going off. 
And there's not, like I said, not much on this. It says sirens went off near Baghdad International Airport in Iraq amid reports that several explosions have hit the surrounding area and there have been unconfirmed reports of a missile attack. So I'm going to keep watching this if something breaks out. But if uh, you click this link here, it'll take you over to the video and all you can really hear is, um, you know, telling everyone to go inside, take cover. Uh, so I don't, I don't know exactly what's going on with that. If I get alert during this, then I'll break into that. So we'll get into this ignorant stuff. Um, I just think it's stupid people. I mean, I guess if you have money, you know, $120,000 to throw away, uh, somebody, and I, I can't remember who brought this up, but they said, what are you going to do if the banana rots? Uh, well, a guy got arrested for eating the banana from, um, this art I think it's hilarious so I'm gonna cover you know some of this get some of this uh, crazy you know just dumb stuff out of the way and then I'm gonna get into uh, the uh, technology part of the stuff I usually cover and then some of this uh, the stuff you know the tensions are building up with war um, I've covered stuff you know Russia's afraid um, the, the US and NATO are um, uh, militarizing base um, and then we have them shooting down a drone we just have all this stuff going on and, and there is a build-up so I I'm gonna get into all that stuff that I cover back to this article it says a man who has dubbed himself quote the hungry artist has eaten one of the most expensive bananas on earth and sent ripples through the art world <laughs> as part of an exhibition taking place at uh, the Art Basel in Miami um, Morizino Catalan's minimal art piece was untaped from the wall and eaten by David Dutana. The work created by Italian artist Catalan has been named, uh, been named comedian and is said to be, quote, a symbol of global trade, a double entendre, as well as a classic device of, for humor. The idea caught the attention of French collector who, in turn, paid an eye-watering $120,000 to own it. The decision to uh, to exhibit Catalan's work at a major art fair was one that uh, was not taken lightly. Art Basel, known, knowing all too well that the piece would attract headlines, Marizano's work is not just about objects, but about how objects move through the world, uh, Emmanuel Periton said. Whether affixed to the wall of an art Fair booth or displayed on the cover of New York Post, uh, Marizino, I'm butchering his name, I'm sure, forces us to question how how value a place on material goods. Okay, the spectacle which uh, has been orchestrated so beautifully is such a is much a part of the work as the banana. Now, though, the hungry artist has made his own headlines by untaping the banana and eating as part of his own performance art. After posing for the cameras, uh, head by a stunned crowd, Dutana was eventually escorted away by the gallery staff before taken to into police custody. It says, I love uh, Marizano Catlin artwork, and I really love this installation. It's very delicious, he eventually wrote after being released by police. A spokesman for the gallery has insisted that the stunt has not ruined the work and uh, quite hilariously they have replaced the banana for the uneaten one. He did not destroy the work, his spokesman said. 
the banana is the idea and I think I read somewhere on here that they actually reappraised the replacement banana so that it's part of the original artwork um, see if I can play this real quick Art performance. What? Art performance. Hungry artist. <laughs> yep. <laughs> we respect Mauricio, but it's art performance, hungry artist. The gallery. Thank you, very good. Anyways, there you go. Guy ate the banana. I think is ridiculous why anyone, I mean, I'm probably going to get a guarantee. I'll even get a copyright for playing that video. Um, but I think it's dumb. Anyone would spend $120,000 on a banana. And as you saw the artwork, it was just clearly a, a banana, uh, taped to a wall. So stupid. Got that kind of money just throw around. So here in Oklahoma, we've changed a bunch of laws, um, where or or we're trying to pass legislation here in Oklahoma to where our state has say over these red flag laws. I think Texas they're called the Taps Act. Um, but this article says the first person charged under Florida quote red flag law found guilty. There's the gentleman there says Fox News uh, or says the first person to have his guns confiscated under Florida's 2018 red flag law has been found guilty over his refusal to voluntarily surrender the weapons Jaron Smith 33 now faces up to five years in prison after a jury in Broward County rejected his argument that he did not fully understand the new law the jury returned the verdict Friday after a short trial Smith of Dearborn Beach was the subject of a risk protection order soon after the law was enacted in response to the Parkland High School uh, mass shooting in February 2018. And Jaron Smith, uh, that's just gonna. It says Smith owned an AR 15 rifle and a 22 caliber rifle, which Broward deputies seized after his arrest on March 2018 on charges of firing six shots at a vehicle being driven by his best friend, according to reports. Well, um,. I'm going to say this, if your dumb ass is shooting rounds like that, you probably should have your rifle confiscated. That's honestly what I think. Um, says Smith is, I mean, I don't even know, like, totally good on something else besides, you know, putting it under the red flag laws. Now, if you said that we kicked in dude's door because... He was acting mentally crazy then I could see how that falls under but I think this could fall under more than just the red flag as Smith is facing a trial on attempted murder charge in connection with that incident there you go he was accused of firing at his friends with a Glock handgun that deputies also took according to reports Florida's red flag law allows authorities to obtain a court order to confiscate weapons from people who pose a danger to themselves and others Florida is one, uh, is one of 15 states with such laws. So, at the same time Smith's guns were seized at a local TV station, citing a neighbor reported that Smith was an Army veteran. 
He spent a lot of money for his weaponry, the neighbor Lorenzo Brown told WPLGTV. It's crazy. He just uh, got to live around here to know what's going on. So it says the Florida Sun Centennial reported that the jury returned a verdict after less than an hour of deliberations. Well, I'm sure they did. Like I said, if you're out acting like a, a dumbass with your weapons like that, you probably should have your weapons taken from you. So this one, and I always say this, if you're going to drink and drive or do drugs, stay at home because this moron, it says Taco Bell customer arrested for DUI after getting his RV stuck backwards in a drive through Not forwards, but backwards. And there's a picture of his glorious moment. Yeah, he's going the opposite direction. What a moron. Sometimes it's better to skip the drive through and just order from the counter. And also, use DoorDash or uh, Uber Eats or any of those things. Don't get behind the wheel and drive your RV drunk. And come on now. You got multiple options out there. There's a woman in um, Kennewick, Washington, was arrested on Friday after she got her RV stuck in a Taco Bell drive through and police took her into custody on suspicion of driving under the influence. There's the side picture of it there. So it says on top of getting the vehicle stuck, the woman also entered the drive-through lane through the exit and was driving the wrong way. The Kennewick Police Department shared photos of the RV on their Facebook page, which clearly shows the vehicle facing the wrong way after seemingly entering uh, through the exit. It appears that the large vehicle got stuck trying to make a tight turn around the corner of the restaurant. Police identify the driver as 56-year-old Anastasia M. Etzweiler, I guess. Uh, she was taken into custody and booked at the Benton County Jail, Fox 5 reports. Authorities captioned the photos, quote, shortly after midnight, officers responded to a call of an RV stuck in the drive-thru of Taco Bell on Plaza Way. The RV has been driven into the drive-thru the wrong way to begin with, and the driver, Anastasia M. Eltweiler, age 56, was suspected of driving under the influence and was arrested and booked into jail. Uh, the RV seemingly got stuck as it attempted to make a tight turn in the drive through lane, and despite the serious nature of the allegations on Facebook, still found humor in the situation. One user joked about her driving the wrong way, posting, We'll see, uh, will you see? Well, you see, she went that way because she couldn't get past the height limit bar. Another user joked, I hope she's got her tacos. I heard the food is not so good at Benton Hilton, a.k.a. the county jail. Well, eh. I hope she would get as sick um, eating the food at the county jail, but... So this is what the video is titled, and uh, I talked about, uh, you know, I think we put more sanctions on Iran because the uh, the Minister of Communications in Iran blamed it on the cabinet that shut off the internet uh, access for all the people that were riding over there. So after the internet was cut back on, we've learned that they killed hundreds of people during those protests, so there's basically a genocide going on over there as well. Well now I guess uh, China's going to do the same thing, and 
This article says China fires up great cannon denial of service blaster and points it towards Hong Kong. China's reportedly using the cannon capabilities of its massive domestic internet to try and take down anti-government websites in Hong Kong. The team at AT&T Cybersecurity reports that LIHKG, a, a forums and social news site being used to organize protests on the island, has been the target of an ongoing dis uh, distributed denial of service or DDoS attack from the mainland. It is believed that the sustained flood of traffic is the result of the offensive capabilities built into quote, Great Firewall, China's massive network infrastructure designed to filter, censor, and monitor traffic within the country's borders. Thus far, it appears that LIHKG's anti-DDoS service is holding up to the barrage and the site remains accessible. The offensive mode referred to as the Great Cannon has been known uh, since at least 2015 when it was revealed that PCs visiting sites within the firewalls domain have been seeded with JavaScript code that on command would direct them to fire data packets at specific targets. Normally these URLs serve standard analytics tracking scripts, AT&T said of sites hand handing out the codes. However, for a certain percentage of requests, the Great Cannon swaps these on the fly with malicious code. As a result, PCs from within China are now directing repeated requests for data from multiple pages on the LIHKG domain. In some cases, the DDoS flood aims for meme images as well. This, the AT&T uh, team believes, is part of an effort to conceal the attacks by making the flood of traffic appear like more like normal patterns. While the attack isn't succeeding at the time of writing, the AT&T security crew says it is concerned. It is likely these sites will be seriously impacted, partly due to LIHKG's sitting behind an anti-DDoS service and partly due to some bugs in the malicious JavaScript code that we won't discuss here, the report explains. Still, it is disturbing to see an attack tool with the potential power of, great, of the Great Cannon used more regularly and again causing collateral damage to US-based services. If you believe that they don't have the power to shut down the internet at any moment, um, they do. They, they do it all over the world. If you don't think that they can, you're pretty naive. This article says, did you see it? Twitter blows up with reports of bright light streaking across the Phoenix sky. It says rooftop camera footage captured a green light passing over Phoenix on December 6, 2019. It says by now we all know it didn't really happen unless it's confirmed via social media. And that's what's happening Friday night. A numerous Twitter post surfaced from people who said they saw a bright light streak across the nighttime sky over Phoenix sometime around 9.30 p.m. The post described the site as a green streak or light, possibly a large meteor or shooting star, but definitely more than a quick flash that such a phenomenon usually produces. The Arizona Republic could not immediately confirm the source of the bright light, but several other Twitter posts reported seeing it from vantage points such as 32nd Street and Thomas Road near the Phoenix Art Museum or in North Phoenix. So you can connect, you know, contact the people there if you've got any footage of it. But And there's a whole bunch of tweets on here, but 
Um, one person said, walked out of the gym only to see the biggest, brightest shooting star or what it looked like an extremely fast moving green shooting star. Apparently I wasn't the only one judging by the tweets in Arizona. Um, bright wall ball heading toward straight towards the ground, tints of green on the tail end. It was east of me. I was Gilbert and Southern and it was very well illuminated considering light pollution. Um, a couple, I think a couple days ago, um, we had one that you could see from Oklahoma here. <coughs> I didn't talk about it. So this is a crazy story. Uh, Tesla on autopilot, on autopilot slams into police cruiser and driver claims he was checking on his dog. This is a Tesla on autopilot slammed into two vehicles on Saturday, one of which was a Connecticut State Police Cruiser, officials said. Driver of the Tesla told police that he put the car on autopilot because he was checking on his dog in the back seat, according to a statement from the Connecticut State Police. The incident happened in the early morning hours of Saturday on Interstate 95 in Norfolk, or Norwalk, and Connecticut State Police reported a Tesla crashed into into a disabled vehicle on the side of the road while in autopilot. Connecticut State Police reported a Tesla crashed into a disabled vehicle. Uh, and it's just repeating itself. Uh, police have been called to the highway because of a disabled vehicle that was occupying a lane, a lane authority said. Troopers were waiting for a tow truck for that car. The Tesla described as a 2018 Model 3 was traveling northbound and struck the rear of the cruiser before continuing in the same direction and hitting the disabled vehicle according to authorities. The car was finally stopped several hundred feet ahead by another trooper, and the driver, who was not identified, was issued a misdemeanor summons for reckless driving and reckless endangerment, police said. Connecticut State Police reported a Tesla crash. Yeah, uh, says no one was seriously injured in the incident, and state police cited the National Highway uh, Traffic Safety Administration and said that while certain vehicles have some automated capabilities, there are some yet that are fully automated or self-driving. Regardless of your vehicle's capabilities, when operating a vehicle, your full attention is required at all times to ensure safe driving, state police said. Tesla has issued similar statements in the wake of past autopilot accidents, stating drivers must keep their hands on the wheel at all times. So, I want I I want one, but I'm in Oklahoma, and I don't think we have charging stations. We don't have anything like that around here for the. One billion surveillance cameras will be watching around the world in 2021. A new study says. Some of this is old. Like I said, I take off uh, Saturday, so. And I cover a lot of this stuff that has to do with uh, surveillance and artificial intelligence, uh, facial recognition software, all that stuff. The surveillance cameras are mounted on a post and hung out. Um, this digital technolo technology company logo is displayed atop the company's headquarters. 
So there's supposed to be a picture there. I don't have it, but 1 billion surveillance cameras will be watching around the world in 2021, and more than half of those cameras will be in China, according to a report from IHS Market published on Thursday. And I already told you guys this. Now they're making requirements in, uh, in China that if you get a new phone contract with them and you sign a contract for a new phone, you have to use facial recognition software to register the phone. So they're really, really going towards the, um, I guess, technocratic police state. So they're going to be tracked with everything. Um, they're already, you know, they already have the uh, social credit scores. Now it's the facial recognition software is everywhere. And now they're just pretty much going to watch everybody um, via these cameras. So article goes on to say, the report comes as experts warn about the potential risk of such surveillance technology, including potential access to data by the Chinese government. There are an estimated 770 million surveillance cameras installed around the world today, and 54% of those cameras are in China, according to a, a pared-down version of the report, which CNBC has seen, and that is set to be made widely available next week. China is home to some of the world's largest makers of video surveillance products, such as Hike Vision, Huawei, and Dao, yes. Uh, China's push to export surveillance camera technology, including liberal democracies, has raised concerns over the risk of data being funneled back to Beijing and the growing influence of the Communist Party. China has built a vast surveillance state that uh, utilizes camera powered by facial recognition software, including cameras perched on streets, buildings, and lampposts that can recognize and identify individuals' faces. Chinese tech companies supply artificial intelligence surveillance technology to 63 countries. Of those, 36 have signed on to China's massive in infrastructure project called the Belt and Road Initiative, according to a September report by uh, the Carnegie Endowment for International Peace think tank. Some of these, quote, smart city projects are currently underway in countries like Germany, Spain, and France, according to analysis by the Australian Strategic Policy Institute, or ASPI. China currently has far more installed surveillance cameras than any other region in the world. The Americas are next in line, accounting for 18% of all installed surveillance cameras, and Asia, excluding China, accounted for 15%, the report said. Those same regions will see the greatest growth of surveillance cameras over the next two years, the report said, driven by growth in developing countries like India, Brazil, and Indonesia, and the countries are expected to surpass Japan and the UK to join China and the US as the top five largest markets for installed surveillance cameras. And I, I read these articles constantly because I keep trying to tell everybody this stuff is coming here, whether you believe it or not, or you care or not. Um, if you said one thing wrong on your social media that they didn't agree with and they find you walking to a store, they scan your face, they use facial recognition software, I guarantee they'll use it to lock, to track you down and lock you up. Aside from pinging your cell phone, um, now they're just going to be able to scan your face. And if they're not doing it like we've said about the, you know, the ring doorbell and the software they're trying to implement in that, they're going to use all this technology to tell on you and you're going to be we're going to be overcome by the stuff to where you can't you, you can't get away from it anymore
you know, the cell phone thing was pretty much a choice back in the day. Now, I think there's more people have more cell phones than there are actual people um, here. So, you know, that was a convenience and it was kind of expensive at first. And now everybody has it. So this is just, we, you know, I say it all the time. We've allowed this to happen. And because we've allowed this to happen, it's just going to, there's going to be influx of it. The technology is going to take over. It's going to track everything that we do. And I'm not being paranoid. I'm telling you this is going to happen. We were talking about this 10 years ago, but just within the past two years, it's ramped up substantially faster than it has in, in, in a past, you know, five years. It's just, it's, it's skyrocketing towards, uh, more and more control and we're just allowing it so the report goes or the the article goes on to say the report also indicated that if the data were to be broken down by the number of installed surveillance cameras per person the u.s actually uh, is not act is actually not far behind china in 2018 one camera was installed for every 4.1 people in china in the u.s during the same year there was one installed camera for every 4.6 people If you don't think it's coming here, you're sadly mistaken. This article says SpaceX Dragon successfully docks with the International Space Station. So SpaceX Dragon, a reusable cargo spacecraft, Launched by the company's Falcon 9 rocket has reached the International Space Station for a successful supply delivery, SpaceX tweeted on Sunday. Um, it says capture confirmed. Um, after 19 flights to the space station, Dragon has now delivered over 95,000 pounds of critical supplies to the orbiting laboratory, the company posted on Twitter. That's just a short, quick article. Um, So we got all the technology taken over, all this talk about space, all this talk about UFOs. Like, um, I, I personally feel like they're preparing us for something or they know about something uh, that's imminent that they're not telling us about. Um, and in case we freak out, they want to have all, all the technology available to, to track us in case we, you know, kind of wake up to what's going on. Uh, this article says Tory government giving NHS data to Amazon for free official documents reveal. So NHS data on the health of the population is being handed over to Amazon at no charge under a controversial deal between the U.S. giant and the Department of Health and Social Care. While individual patient data is not being given to the company, a copy of the December 2018 contract between Amazon and the DHSC reveals the company will be uh, will be able to profit from its access to a range of NHS information. Health Secretary Matt Hancock held the new deal with Amazon in July as a way to help give patients better medical advice using technology such as um, your Amazon thing there which uses Amazon algorithm to answer key questions campaigners from Privacy International obtain a copy of the contract using freedom of information laws 
and a full contract reveals the deal goes far beyond medical advice for use with uh, Alexa. It, says it states the company will be able to access all healthcare information, including without limitation symptoms, causes, and uh, definitions, and all related copyrightable content, data, information, and other materials the DHSC has. Contract allows Amazon to use this data in a number of ways, not just providing advice to UK users. It also blocks the DHSC from issuing any publicity about Amazon's consent, saying, quote, may, um, may not issue a press release or any other pu uh, publicity in connection with or related to this agreement or Amazon's use of DHSC content without the prior written consent of Amazon. Large parts of the contract have been redacted with the DHSC claiming the blacked out sections relate to commercial sensitivity for the company that could be damaged if specific elements it agreed to with the government became known. In a report on the contract, Privacy International said, while this particular contract may sound harmless at first, after all, it is good news if Amazon uses the NHS as a trusted source for information for medical queries. Um, and we should not be naive about the intentions of big companies that are preying over the NHS. This particular partnership also raises questions when it comes to competition regulation of dominant players in the digital era. With their business model relying increasingly on the availability of consumers' data, dominant online platforms can engage in various forms of data exploitation or even impose unfair terms of cons for consumers. In NHS, Improvement spokesperson said no patient data is being provided to the company by the NHS, which takes data privacy extremely seriously and has put appropriate safeguards in place to ensure information is used correctly. Throw over the use of NHS data comes in the involvement of private companies in the NHS has featured heavily in the general election campaign, with labor using leaked documents to show drug companies want to increase the cost of medicines for the NHS. Last year, Amazon saw its UK corporation tax bill fall uh, 4.6, uh, despite profits tripling to 80 million and turnover reaching more than 2 billion. The conservatives have suggested they will bring in an Amazon tax uh, to target digital companies. And you, if you, all the links to everything that I talk about are in the description below. And you can go and, and click on this, but as you can see down here at the bottom, it says the full contract has been made available here. This isn't necessarily for us here, but I read news from all over the place. Uh, there's more people that listen to the podcast overseas, so I cover a lot of stuff over there. Um, what we do here in this country, and I tell people this all the time, and they don't believe me. I don't think a lot of people believe me. Some people who who listen to this, you know, will talk in the chat or we'll have conversations in private that we know this, that our, our, um, our government pretty much hires corporations to go around the constitution and then gather information that way. And it's out there. People are just too lazy to look. Uh, this is awesome article says for the first time scientists have reversed dementia in mice with a drug that reduces brain inflammation is rather than targeting the typical rogue proteins associated with dementia scientists say that 
for the very first time they have reversed dementia in mice with a drug that reduces inflammation. Up until now, most dementia treatments have targeted the uh, amyloid plaques that are found in people with Alzheimer's disease. However, the latest study published in the Science Translational Medicine suggests targeting inflammation in the brain might stop, stop it in its tracks. In experiments conducted at the University of California, Berkeley, senile mice were significantly better at learning new tasks and became almost as adept as those half their age. Experts are, quote, optimistic that it will work in humans and possibly lead to a cure for the devastating neurological condition. Not only that, they hope that any drugs developed with, this, with their strategy can also help brains recover from strokes, concussions, or traumatic brain injuries. The successful treatment in mice supports a growing body of research which says that our blood-brain barriers begin to leak as we get older, and this is the filtration system that blocks infectious organisms, letting in chemicals that destroy neurons. As previous MRIs um, scans by study co-author Professor Alan Friedman have found that the barrier breaks down uh, in nearly 60% of people by the age of 70. Experiments in mice showed this causes an inflammatory fog that alters the brain rhythms, causing tiny seizure-like events. This leads to momentary lapses in, um, in the hippocampus that controls memory, shedding fresh light into the symptoms of dementia and other degenerative brain diseases. We tend to think about the aged brain in the same way we think about neuron degradation, or I guess uh, degeneration. Said senior author, Professor uh, Daniela Koffer of the University of California, Berkeley. Age involves loss of function and dead cells, but our new, our new data tell a different story about why the aged brain is not functioning well. It's become of this, quote, fog of inflammatory load, but when you remove the inflammatory fog within days, the aged brain acts like a young brain, he added. Um, it is really, really optimistic finding in terms of capacity for plasticity that exists in the brain. We can reverse brain aging. Scans called EEGs revealed similar brainwave disruption in humans with Alzheimer's, mild cognitive impairment, and epilepsy. It means leaky barriers and abnormal brain rhythms detectable by MRI or EEG scans respectively can be used to flag people with dementia as well as signal intervention opportunity using a drug to slow or reverse the disease. The drug called IPW blocks a gene known as TGFB that fuels the inflammation triggering blood protein um, albumin. We now have two biomakers that tell you exactly where the blood-brain barrier is leaking so you can select patients for treatment and make decisions about how long you give the drug, said Professor Koffer. You can follow them and when the, the blood-brain barrier is healed, you no longer need the drug. When they gave the drug to mice in doses that lowered the gene's activity, the brains looked much younger and there was less inflammation and improved brain waves as well as reduced seizure uh, susceptibility. The mice also navigated a maze and learned spaddle tasks similarly to young uh, mouse. In an analysis of brain tissue from humans, Professor Koffer found evidence of albinum, al albumin in aged brains and increased neuroinflammation and TGFB production. Professor Friedman of Ben-Gurion University of uh, Negev in Israel developed a scanning technique called DCE or dynamic contract and 
uh, contrast enhanced a special type of MRI and this detects more leakage in the blood-brain barrier of people with greater cognitive decline. Altogether, the evidence points to a dysfunction in the brain's blood, uh, blood filtration system as one of the earliest triggers of neurological aging, said Coffer. Her team um, have now started a company to develop a drug to heal the blood-brain barrier for clinical treatment, and it may eventually help older adults with dementia or Alzheimer's disease who have demonstrated leakage of the blood-brain barrier. We got to this through the back door and we started with questions about plasticity having to do with the blood-brain barrier, traumatic brain injury, and how epilepsy develops, said Coffer. But after we learned a lot about the mechanisms, we started thinking that maybe in aging it is, it, it is the same story. This new biology, a com completely new angle on why neurological function deteriorates as the brain ages. Currently, the only drugs for dementia or Alzheimer's treat the symptoms and not the cause. The new drug, however, opens the door to changing just that. It'd be amazing if they, if they um, honed this in and, and they gave cure to so many uh, people that suffer from that. I've... Uh, I've worked at a nursing home growing up, well, in my early 20s. And I've had to watch people that you get close to uh, decline from having dementia. I've never um, known anyone to be affected from it that's close to me. It is a sad ordeal. So now we're going to get more into um, the war stuff and, and what's going on with that since I... I to cover it because I always say whatever happens over here is a catalyst for what's to come. So I kind of keep an eye on all this. Uh, this article says the Kremlin commander warns war with West could break out with with over Arctic. It doesn't sound right the way that's worded, but um, it says the risk of war in the Arctic involving Russia and NATO is rising. Claim a top a top Kremlin commander. The chilling forecast came from a hawkish head of the Russian Northern Fleet. Vice Admiral Alexander Mosev uh, warned NATO countries risk war over the Arctic, head of the Russian Northern Fleet. He pointed to an alleged significant increase in NATO's presence in the polar waters, warning that military exercises by Britain and the U.S., along with their other Western countries, have doubled in five years. This comes as Vladimir Putin has ordered the reopening and modernization of military bases along Russia's 15,000 miles of Arctic coastline as the Kremlin taps vast offshore oil and gas reserves. There's some pictures here. This is uh, Russia's first combat icebreaker pictured above. So there's bunch of pictures you guys want to go look at the pictures on here it's just military people in their uh, equipment then in, in the near future we should expect uh, a further increase in the military presence of the combined armed forces said and as a result an increase in the likelihood of conflict said Mosiv, urging nato to keep out of what uh, moscow sees as its mineral rich polar backyard in recent years, the Joint Armed Forces of the Alliance members states uh, have carried out dozens of exercises in the close proximity of our northern borders. 
The drills were different in size and involved various weaponry ranging from nuclear submarines, carrier battle groups, and other units including special operations forces. The Northern Fleet commander accused the West of seeking to pressure Russia with sanctions and politicize multilateral cooperation in the Arctic. He accused NATO countries of failing to recognize Russia's national interest and a readiness to use military force as a means to achieve political goals. Some more pictures here. Uh, it goes on to say, and he claimed non-NATO countries, Sweden and Finland, were increasing their Arctic military interests along with countries which do not have polar territory. The military formations of non-aligned states are becoming increasingly involved in military exercises and exercises in the region, first of all, Sweden and Finland, which are actively participating now, he said. Countries that do not have direct access to the polar regions, um, more and more, well, it's just repeating itself right there. It says, Moshev claimed, there are no challenges in the Arctic requiring military solutions. I draw attention to this. It goes on to say, despite this, he insists the Russian Federation never, never, nevertheless considers building up its military potential in the Arctic zone as a necessary measure to counter possible threats and create favorable conditions for protecting national interest. And it's just a bunch more pictures. Kremlin has uh, also increased its war games in pristine Arctic waters. And Russia recently launched its first, quote, combat icebreaker to boost its military presence in the Arctic and is well underway with opening Ar Arctic military bases, for example, on remote Patelny um, Island. Uh, the Ivan Papanen can cut through almost five feet thick ice and uniquely is heavily armed with uh, cal caliber missile crews, uh, cruise missiles and a 76.2 millimeter gun. It will act as the base to KA-27 anti-submarine helicopters and two Raptor-class speedboats. The 8,500-tone uh, vessel launched in St. Petersburg is the lead vessel of the new class of ice-countering warships in the Russian Navy. Uh, Western estimates suggest there are vast untapped energy resources in the Arctic compromising 90 billion uh, barrels of oil and 1.7 trillion cubic feet of natural gas and 44 billion barrels of natural gas liquids. Moscow is seeking UN approval for its claim that underwater ridges mean its continental shelf uh, should be expanded, increasing its rights to the, exploit the untapped reserves. So, I read that article because this evening, as, as I was preparing to do this, uh, this article came out, and I don't think it's very long, but um, I'll read this. Uh, this just, I mean, literally just came out. Um, it says, Moscow to rearm all Arctic units with S-400s to create anti-missile dome over Russia Arctic. So now read that article and now they're going to their s-400 um, uh, ground air missile defense systems uh, the same ones they sold turkey a few years back and it looks like they're actually going to prepare to do what they said they were going to do in the last article i read that's why i thought it was important to bring this up 
This all-anti-aircraft regiment of Russia's northern fleet will be equipped with state-of-the-art S-400 air defense systems in the next few years to create an anti-missile dome able to thwart any enemy excursions, uh, the Russian Navy said. The Russian anti-aircraft missile forces and radio-technical groups stationed in the Arctic are going through a comprehensive uh, rearmament process that sees Russia's most advanced long-range air defense missile system being delivered to them, Vice Admiral Alexander Moshev, the commander of Russia's Northern Fleet, said Sunday. I'm not going to read this because it pretty much just reiterates the last article. Um, so I went through all that. You know, they want um, the rights, the, the mineral rights there, and now... It looks like they're going to beef up their security with the S-400 uh, missile defense system. And then on to this article, U.S. military drones shot down by Russia forces in Libya. This came out today also. Uh, U.S. military has accused Russian air defense of shooting down a drone that uh, was lost close to the capital of Libya last month. Uh, the drone was reportedly conducting a renaissance mission with the region amid ongoing clash between Libyan factions fighting to seize control of Tripoli. Fears have grown in recent weeks over the scale of Moscow's involvement in the country's civil war, which has been raging since 2014 and claimed thousands of lives, uh, with Russian mercenaries said to be adding com um, aiding commander Khalifa Haftar in uh, a so-called Libyan National Army in their attempts to capture the capital. U.S. Army General Stephen Townsend, who leads Africa Command, has now voiced deep concern about Russia's apparent presence in Libya um, as he demanded the return of the drone wreckage. He admitted that those operating the air defense, quote, didn't know it was a U.S. remotely piloted aircraft when they fired on it, but added they certainly know who it belongs to now. They're refusing to return it, General Townsend told Reuters. They say they don't know where it is, but I'm not buying it. Uh, this highlights the mainline influence of Russian mercenaries acting to influence the outcome um, of the civil war with Libya and who are directly responsible for the recent and sharp increase in fighting, casualties, and destruction around Tripoli. U.S. Uh, Defense Secretary Mark Esper declined this week to comment directly on the drone, but said he believed Russia was trying to, quote, put their finger on the scale in Libya's civil war to create a situation that was um, advantageous to Moscow. An official in Libya's international, internationally recognized government of national accord, uh, which serves the country's interim government under UN-led initiative, Established in 2015, told the Reuters new agency, news agency that Russian mercenaries appeared to be responsible. The U.S. assessment, meanwhile, concludes that either Russia's private military contractors or Haftar-led forces were operating the air defenses at the time the drone was reported lost on the 21st of November, according to Africa Command spokesperson Christopher Carnes. Um, so Mohammed Ali um, Abdallah, advisor for U.S. Affairs in Libya's GNA, said the U.S. drone had come down near the pro-LNA stronghold of Tarwana, 40 miles southeast of Tripoli. More than 1,400 Russian mercenaries were deployed with the LNA, he added, and only the Russians have that ability, and they were operating where it happened. Um, 
as it is our understanding that Haftar or Haftar, however you say that, was asked by his Russian partners to claim responsibility despite not having the capability or equipment to shoot down a U.S. drone. Fighters loyal to the Libyan government of the National Accord gather uh, during clashes with. Oh, so there's a picture. Um, says Mr. Haftar, who claims to be fighting to rid Tripoli of Islamist leaning armed groups, has also received support from the United Arab Emirates. Emirates and Egypt, according to diplomats and Tripoli officials. Russian authorities deny using contractors in any foreign military theater and say Russian civilians who may be fighting abroad are volunteers. The LNA denies it has foreign backing. We'll see. I, to me, uh, and I do videos all the time about you know tension between all these countries but it seems NATO's beefing with um which I think is funny because I, I think um you know Russia and Turkey are, are pretty close I know Turkey buys a lot of uh, weapons from um Russia but Turkey is one of uh the dominant forces or or countries in NATO and now you know Russia's beefing with NATO, so I don't I don't know what's going to happen with that. I'm going to keep following it just to see. It'll get interesting. I think next year is going to be very interesting. Um. So this article says how an armed conflict between China and Taiwan would take place. Uh, shout out to the people in Taiwan that listen to my podcast too. It says a consensus seems to have developed among a large number of defense analysts in recent years, arguing that despite the balance of power having shifted in China's favor, Beijing has no intention to use its military to invade Taiwan and thus resolve the Taiwan quote, question once and for all. Doing so would be too costly, and some argue while others contend that Beijing can accomplish ununification by creating enough economic dependence and incentives to convince Taiwanese over time of the ine uh, inevitability of a reunited, reunited China. Although these factors certainly uh, malate against the, the desire to go to war over the island nation, we cannot altogether discount the probability that Chinese military would be called into action, especially if the rationale uh, for launching an attack were framed in terms of defensive war, uh, China being forced to take action because of a changing and untenable circumstances in its environment. Therefore, despite the relatively low probability of war in the Taiwan Strait in the immediate future, uh, Taipei cannot afford to be complacent and must actively pursue an effective defense strategy. Uh, the first component of such strategy is for Taipei to clearly define what it, uh, the mission is and just as importantly uh, what victory would look like. Given the quantitative and the qualitative uh, differences that exist between the two militaries, uh, it is clear by now that victory for Taiwan can no longer be defined in um, maximalist terms, the total destruction of enemy forces. Moreover, Taiwan does not have the means nor does the intent to take the fight to China to annihilate People's Liberation Army. Um, Army forces stationed on Chinese territory. Therefore, with a few and important expect, uh, exceptions that will be discussed below, the military area of, of operation in a war scenario would be the Taiwanian Strait. Now, the Taiwan Strait 
and in a full invasion of the Taiwan side of the median line that divides the strait. Of course, there are many different scenarios in which the PLA could be activated to pressure Taiwan, not all of them involving an all-out assault to invade the island. The PLA, Navy, um, and Air Force, for example, can be used to blockade Taiwan, while the 2nd Artillery Corps Corps could be, used, could be called upon to launch decapitation missile attacks against the Taiwanese leadership and other key targets across Taiwan, such as radar sites, airstrips, naval bases, and its C-4 um, ISR architecture. In all those scenarios, Taiwan would be forced to adopt a purely defensive posture. The hardening and dispersal of targets, as well as improved air defense capabilities, are part of the strategy and what the Taiwan, uh, Taiwanese military had prepared for over the years. The key in such limited scenarios will be lower, uh, will be to lower the chances that China would achieve its objectives. Under current conditions, Taiwan arguably um, has sufficient resources and the right strategies in place to address those limited contingencies. If true, uh, this would mean that those options are off the table for China, therefore forcing it to either abandon the idea that force can be used to uh, coerce Taipei or to escalate. The logic behind ensuring that Fortress Taiwan has the uh, wherewithal to defend itself against limited attacks is the most is attacks is that the more Beijing has to escalate the greater the dilemma it faces as pressure domestic and international against uses of force and therefore the potential cost of unleashing it would be much more severe. Still there are contexts in which the dynamics that uh, militate against full invasion would lose momentum. Uh, Chinese military literature to replete with references to defensive war and variations on the theme uh, such as language such language would be critical if it became necessary for Beijing leadership to rationalize a decision to use total force to achieve its objectives in such scenarios China would position itself um, not as the aggressor but rather the victim quote forced by external circumstances to go on the offensive however begrudgingly uh, to protest its vital or core interest in other words, a change in context will leave the leadership with only two choices, capulation or battle to defend the integrity of the Chinese territory. A declaration of de jure independence by Taiwan uh, would certainly prompt such a response with laws, the anti-succession laws, quote, forcing Beijing to respond. China could also feel compelled to act if it deemed that the political instability on the island were such that it threatened the safety of Chinese um, camp patriots. In other words, Beijing could use its own Crimea model to justify massive use of force um, or humanitarian in this case to occupy Taiwan. I'm not going to read on this. It's very long. But if you're interested in it, you can... Um, Read more about it in the section below. If you listen to the podcast, all the links are also in the podcast description.
I think this is close to the last one. U.S. Army tanks will test a German active protection system or a tank ship. U.S. Army will test a German active protection system to defend its armored vehicles from anti-tank rockets. Uh, this marks a European entrant into U.S. market that has been dominated by Israeli companies who have pioneered active protection systems or APS technology. In particular, Raphael's Trophy APS has been chosen by the U.S. Army to equip four brigades worth, uh, worth of M1 Abram tanks, while IMI's Iron Fist is being integrated into the M2 Bradley Infantry Fighting Vehicles. Under the $11 million contract with Germany's uh, Rheinmetall Rhein Protection Systems and U.S.-based Unified Business Technologies, the U.S. Arms New Vehicle Protective Systems Program Office will test uh, Ryan Tamal's Strike Shield APS beginning in October 2020. The Strike Shield APS is a uh, distributed real-time system which was developed to protect the carrying platform against anti-tank rockets and missiles, according to uh, their announcement. It therefore can operate in the immediate vicinity of the vehicle uh, to be protected. Additionally, the strike shield in the strike shield, the technical requirements of large caliber kinetic energy uh, defeat are addressed, which is a unique combination of threats to protect against and reason for the promising overall outlook. Trophy works by using radar and electro optical sensors to detect incoming anti tank missiles, calculate their trajectory, and fire a salvo of shotgun like pellets to destroy the missiles before they hit the vehicle. However, Pentagon auditors raised questions last year about the Army's testing of Trophy, including whether the test reflected combat conditions as well as whether the 5,000 pound weight of the Trophy uh, would hammer vehicle performance. Uh, Ryan Medal is touting Strike Shield as a hybrid approach that combines active systems and passive systems that shield the active APS components. The hybrid protection model allows for an integrated approach. Uh, passive protection components simultaneously serve as interface and shield for the component, components of the active protection system, the company said. Converse, conversely, the Strike Shield APS components comprise ballistic functions and characteristics. The external protection layer protects uh, these components against shell fragments, small arms fire, and other sources of mechanical stress. The strike shield uh, countermeasures are embedded in the first protection plate from the outside and serve simultaneously as part of the first layer of passive protection. The sensors of the system are com contained in the space in between. Significantly, Ryan Metal advertises strike shield as suitable for both track and wheeled vehicles. And the U.S. Army is working on multiple new armored vehicle programs, including the Armored Multi-Purpose Vehicle Replacement for the Workhorse uh, M113 family of support vehicles, the Mobile Protective Firepower Light Tank, and the op Optionally Manned Fighting Vehicle Replacement for the M2 Bradley Infantry Fighting Vehicle. The next generation of armored vehicles is likely to be smaller and lighter than the Cold War Abrams and Bradley, and this means that 5,000-pound APS like the Trophy could be a problem for tanks and infantry fighting vehicles, let alone lighter vehicles like the Striker, for which the Army is facing difficulties finding a suitable APS. Nor is the weight the only problem. While Iron Fist only weighs about 450 pounds, 
uh, light enough to be mounted on a Bradley. The M2A3 version of the Bradley doesn't generate enough electrical power to operate Iron Fist, Pentagon auditors warn. Nonetheless, APS is a much better solution than earlier tank defense technologies like explosive reactive armor that stop anti-tank rockets by detonating charges on a tank's hull. Um, it says, more important, the tanks are more endangered than ever by smart weapons such as laser-guided anti-tank missiles. Uh, and it says the APS gives armored giants a new lease on life. I think, um, I think once they integrate those, uh, the DEWs and the laser beams on everything, they're just going to be able to melt through all that metal. They're already doing tests on it, so... Let me check, but I think that's pretty much all I have. Oh no, I have uh, one more article. Um, so I, I read in a previous video that said um, North Korea said that they were going to give us a quote Christmas gift or let us choose our Christmas gift, and it was kind of just a vague threat, I guess. Um, well, now our president fires a warning shot at Kim Jong Un. After his latest nuclear missile test, because they tested a missile. Um, so, Donald Trump today warned trigger happy North Korea it has too much to lose hours after its latest controversial missile test. The tough talking U.S. president took to Twitter to take aim at Kim Jong un by telling him to stick to his pledge to stop his nuclear ambitions now. said uh, Trump tweeted Kim Jong-un is too smart and has far too much to lose everything actually if he acts in a hostile way. He does not want to avoid a special relationship with the President of the United States to interfere with the U.S. presidential election in November. North Korea under the leadership of Kim Jong-un has tremendous economic potential but it is it must denuclearize as promised. NATO, China, Russia, Japan, and the entire world is unified on this issue. Earlier today, North Korea bragged it had carried out a, quote, very important test at a long-range missile rocket site reportedly rebuilt after having partially dismantled it at the start of, quote, peace talks. Analysis believe it could be a group-based test of an engine to power a satellite launcher or, or even an intercontinental ballistic missile. This comes after Poyang um, appears to shut the door on further U.S. talks and just days after Poyang warned it was up to the U.S. what Christmas gift it will get from the rogue state. Kim has now given the White House until December 31st to end what it calls ongoing, quote, hostility between the two nations. We do not need to have lengthy talks with the U.S. now and denuclearization is already gone out the negotiating table. Out of the negotiating table, the North Korean envoy to the UN, Kim Song, said in a statement on Saturday. Uh, North Korea has already said its uh, resumption of nuclear, of nuclear and long-range missile tests depends entirely on Washington. So, here's a little map here, and this this is a this is a bragging about their distance. Um, so destination, and you can look at this map and. Put the link in the uh, description, but this is where they're saying their capabilities to reach with with their ICBMs. So, 
would be insane. That uh, while Kim's military leaders insist their ongoing, quote, satellite launches are part of its peaceful space development program. Uh, however, many outside experts say ballistic missiles and rockets used in satellite launches share similar bodies, engines, and other technology. None of North Korea's three international ballistic missile tests in 2017 was conducted at the Sohei site, uh, but observers said the site was used to test engines for ICBMs. After his first summit with the North Korean leader in Singapore in June last year, Trump said Kim told him he was already destroying a major missile engine testing site in addition to committing to complete denuclearization of the Korean Peninsula. But we also know that their military, they're, they're staging their military in the, uh, well, it's a, it's a port that used to be a vacation spot, and he's based in military all around that area. Don't know what he's getting ready for, but it's something I'm definitely paying attention to and going to watch. It says, uh, goes on to say, satellite imagery later showed the North Korea dismantling a rocket engine testing stand and other facilities at the SOE site. Last March, South Korea's spy agency and some U.S. experts said that North Korea was resorting or restoring the facilities, raising doubts about whether it was committed to the denuclearization. North Korea has since warned the U.S. must abandon hostile policies and come out with new acceptable proposals by the end of this year or it would take an unspecified new path. Just means he'll just go back to doing what he, what he was doing. In recent months, North Korea has performed a slew of short-range missile and other weapons launches and hinted at lifting its uh, moratorium on nuclear and long-range missiles. Kim Jong-un is, is under pressure to stick to his pledge to denuclearize his military. Says North Korea recently released images of what it claims is a ballistic missile launch from a submarine. And uh, if you guys want to go look at the pictures that this is referring to, you can go look at that. But if you, I don't know if they have the potential to do this. Honestly, I don't know. I'm sure the servicemen and women that, you know, gather intel know a lot better than we do. But that would be the map that he says that he can the places he says he can hit on a map, so. Now let me check, I think that was the last. Yep. So I'm gonna go ahead and, and sign off here for the night. Um, if you guys are ever interested in calling the number scrolling across the bottom of the screen there, um, as well as the email address, and you can send any articles there if you ever want to call and talk about these articles. And like I always say, the articles that I read are posted in the description underneath the video. And I'm live Sunday through Friday at 7 p.m. Um, and I'm pretty much south or Midwest or whatever. Um, so until then, until I see you guys again, uh, you know, pray for one another. Just be aware of what's going on. That's pretty much why I do this is I just... Not for my, just myself, but, you know, my friends and my family just to be aware of what's going on in the world. Because a lot of times we're so distracted with stress is a life and what's going on in our own lives that we don't necessarily pay attention to this stuff. 
so with all that being said, you guys take care of one another, love one another, pray for one another. And until next time, shalom and y'all bless. This man.